So I know looking at the people that are here tonight, um, I think mo- most of us probably are in some degree, but I'm a gamer. Anybody else like games, board games, card games, video games, all those different types of things? Um, you, I know, massive gamer, right, John? Can't, can't get you away from them games. Um, <laughs> I know myself, um, any type of game, mobile games, board games, card games, video games, you name a type or avenue of gaming, and I'm probably into it to some degree. Mind games, yeah, maybe not, maybe not so much. I try not to be a master of deception as much as possible. Role-playing games in certain avenues, sure. I've, I've been known to, to do that. <laughs> um, but no matter what type of game you're talking about, no matter what kind of genre, whether it's like adventure, deck builders, co-ops, platformers, shooters, all those different things, um, there's so many different types of games out there, but for many types of games, there's a certain mechanic that's very common. It's a little camp mechanic called resource management. You've probably heard that terminology, resource management. Uh, resource management is extremely important, uh, and it can make the difference between winning the game, losing the game, and even just enjoying the game, <laughs> if you don't do it properly. Um, most of you may be familiar with a little board game, called Settlers of Catan. Everybody, most people are nodding their head that they know that one. Um, so Settlers of Catan is a little uh, resource management game. It's a strategy game where you got to place your settlements on the board in the hopes that you're going to be collecting resources. And you got to manage these resources in your hand to accomplish all sorts of different tasks uh, for building things, for buying different cards, uh, depending on what kind of strategies you're trying to play in the game. Um, these resources are extremely crucial. You have to manage every one of these resources well, and every resource that comes into your hand, you have to choose whether you need to keep it, give it away, or do something with it. Um, Another uh, type of gaming that you might be familiar with is RPG games or survival games um, of different types of varieties. Uh, In these types of games, resource management is like essential. It's everything. Items, games, or games, <laughs> weapons, gadgets, um, health packs, all sorts of different things. These are all sorts of different common things, food, tools, uh, that you would have to manage for given situations. Um, and you need to be able to sort your inventories. And the thing about a lot of these games is you only have so many inventory slots. All these different kinds of games, you have so many inventory slots to work with, and you have to choose what you need to carry with you, what you need to give away. It's extremely important to manage your inventories for these games. Um, The idea of resource management reminds me of our own real lives. Uh, We wake up every day, and we get to choose what we're going to do. We get to choose what we're going to take with us for that day. We get to choose uh, what we need to give away and just what types of things we are going to manage in order to help us tackle the day that's ahead of us. Um, But let's stick back with the gaming metaphor for a second. How many people are familiar with a little game called Minecraft? (laughs) How many have heard of Minecraft? There you go. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think you tried to play Minecraft once. Uh, I don't think that went too well. Um, (laughs) Uh, So in the game of Minecraft, um, 
you have to choose what you're going to bring with you every time you go on a mission and or like a quest or whatever it may be. Um, oh, wait, I think my page is mixed up. Oh, there it goes. I was going to say that's the wrong section. Um, so let's just say in the game of Minecraft, you're going to be going on a big cave exploration journey. You're trying to collect all sorts of resources and bring them back with you. Now, if you're going to go into a cave, you're going to expect a lot of obstacles. There's mobs, there is a pitch black darkness, there's holes all over the place, there's cliffs and caverns and ravines and lava and all sorts of different things that you can encounter within these caves. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it is so important, uh, or sorry, how many know that it would be a very bad idea if you went on an expedition like this and the only resource you brought with you was a few pickaxes. That's it. That's all you bring with you, and you need to tackle all the obstacles that come across. What's going to happen when you get hungry and you didn't bring any food? You could die of starvation. You can eat, yeah, try eating the pickaxe and see how well that goes for you. What are you going to do when you fall down a hole and you're surrounded by zombies and spiders and all these different mobs that are trying to kill you and attack you? How are you going to climb out if you don't have any blocks? How are you going to defend yourself with just a pickaxe? Sure, you may be able to get a few hits in, but it won't be nearly as effective as a sword, let alone bringing armor. That could be very useful in that situation. So you're doing all these different things. How are you even going to see? You didn't bring torches. If you don't bring torches with you, you you got to rely on your night vision, which has only worked so well. And just it would have been so, so much easier if you just would have prepared a little bit and brought a few of these essential things to help you amongst your quest. In real life, there is only... <clears throat> voice crack. There is only... So many time slots in a day. What are you spending it on? What are you doing to prepare yourself for these days? Uh, what types of things and resources are you using to help you thrive on the journey of life? I know big questions. So right now in my own life, I am really trying to work on this. It's really been the biggest like challenge I'm currently still actively trying to figure out is how to manage all these good things that I want to include in my life. Um, and it's complicated. Things There used to be a season not that long ago where I was thriving in all these different things. And then some unforeseen complications come, the season of my life changes, and I had to adapt. And I just wasn't quite ready for it. And now I'm trying to figure out how to do all that again and include all the things that I care about because I want to work out. I want to take care of my physical body. I want to uh, have daily time with the most important relationships in my life, mainly God, but also my wife and my kids. Um, I want to also spend good time with my friends that I care about a lot. And I really want to make sure that I can manage my time well enough to be able to spend time with these people. Uh, I want to eat better. I want to have time to create and do things for business and side projects and dreams that I've always thought about. These are all these different things that I'm trying to figure out how do I manage my life and the time slots in my inventory, if you will, to help me have a thriving, successful life. I don't have all the answers yet. This is stuff I'm still working on. 
But choosing what you bring on a mission or a quest in real life is a challenge. But there are some essential things that no matter what kind of challenge you're facing are always going to be useful and they will always help you thrive in any challenge and give you the strength and energy you need. We have spent so much time over this past year talking about these things. <laughs> uh, I've, I've preached a bunch of sermons. We've had other people come up here and preach sermons about uh, just managing uh, your mental health, managing your physical health, and managing a daily active relationship with God. And these are uh, topics that we've covered plenty of times, uh, so, so many times. So we're not going to dive too much into all of those incredible essential tools that you can bring into your life. But they are incredible. So why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to make these good choices? We know that these things are good for us. We might, we might even know that we'll enjoy spending daily active time with the Lord. If we know that these things are good for us, and we even know that one might even enjoy it, how come we don't do it? How come we choose to turn to other things all the time? I'm speaking a lot to myself, but I'm sure some other people can relate with that. Personally, um, I believe there could be many factors here, but personally, I believe this has a lot to do with just the clever and subtle deceptions and distractions of the enemy. The devil really wants to fill our time. The devil wants to fill our time with meaningless and, and harmful things to keep us from our true callings and to keep us busy. A while back, um, I preached a message about the parable of the sower, uh, about cultivating your ground. I don't know if anybody remembers this message, but it was a very... Uh, <clears throat> It's a very difficult season of my life, uh, and I taught about cultivating your ground so that good seeds could produce fruit in your life, to prepare the soil of your heart so that when good things come along, whether it's a good sermon, a good message, the Bible that you're reading, whatever it is, that when that comes into your life, that those seeds could be planted and grow and have fruitfulness from that. And the warning there was that in the parable of the sower, that sometimes the seeds will be cast upon uh, soil with thorns. And those thorns are distractions. And thorns and weeds are distractions around us. The so our soil is good, but there's so many different distractions and subtle things that the enemy likes to put in our lives to try to distract us from, us, uh, from the good seeds so that by the time that the seed starts to sprout in our lives, it gets quenched up by all the distraction in our lives. These distractions are making it hard to manage our lives better. Now, I don't believe there's anything wrong with watching TV and playing games and doing your hobbies. In fact, I think those things are actually very important and that you should have time for those things in your life, absolutely. But if you're going on a quest, and you fill all of your inventory slots, 
with gadgets and weapons and gear and, and tools that are fun to use, but you don't leave any space for food, for bread, for good wine, for energy drinks, for health packs, for all these other good essential parts of a thriving life, you're going to get into trouble. You're going to run into trouble. And you're going to have nothing to give you life when you go and look into your inventory if you're not carrying it with you on the daily. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Like I said, I'm still figuring this out. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out how to balance my own life. But I do know that what I put into me is the only thing that's going to influence my life. What I put into me is the only thing that is going to influence me. I want to put the book of life into me daily. And I know from experience that I need him daily. So when I do that, when I make the choice to go on my quest, go on my adventure, which is waking up and starting my day, that I know that if I choose to take that that time slot to be with the Lord, that's an essential thing for every quest in life. You won't come across a quest where that won't be useful. I feel... I, I, if I fill my mind with shows and stories that push and influence a certain way of thinking without also reminding myself just as often or even more so of what the actual truth is, soon enough, and I can guarantee you this, that you'll catch yourself starting to think in different ways than you used to. Be on guard. Don't play with poison if you're not going to bring the antidote with you. It can be a a hard thing to figure out sometimes. But (laughs) I know, because I've had this happen to me before, where I've spent a bunch of time just binging a certain TV show. And after, like, a few seasons into this thing, I'll start to catch myself thinking about certain things or situations in ways that I never really used to do. I'd catch myself and be like, I never used to think like this, or I never used to struggle with this and this. And this is the exact thing I'm struggling with, is being pushed on me so hard from this television show that I'm watching. I've had so many times where I've come to that realization and been like, how worth it (laughs) is watching this show right now? Am I enjoying it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a hilarious show. But is it worth it if I'm spending so much time on this show and not enough time in the truth that it's going to start to influence my, my, what I believe the truth is. If you are imbalanced in what you're allowing to influence you, you can get into a lot of trouble, and it can start to twist your thoughts. I know this from experience. It's a tough message tonight, <laughs> but this is, this is good stuff. <laughs> so another big part of going on a quest, if you will, I keep using these analogies, um, and even playing any uh, board games or strategy games or whatever, 
a big important part is making a plan. Sure, you can just start playing the game and see how it goes and hope that you'll make all the right choices. But if you make a plan, you make a strategy of how you could succeed, I can guarantee you, you will go through it so much faster, you will go much further, and you'll probably be way less frustrated along the way. (laughs) Um, A fail to plan is a plan to fail. It's a common quote. I don't even know where it's from. <laughs> Ephesians 5, 15 to 17 says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So I've recently, and when I say recently, I mean like yesterday, um, <laughs> uh, started to make a plan on paper, in front of my eyes, so I can really start to hone in on this and plan how I can spend my time and manage my resources, if you will, that would allow God to have a a good daily place in my life again. And it's, it's so important to actually make a plan. And I know sometimes it's like, If I'm just making a plan, I'm just ticking off my box every day, then it just feels like a task. Well, great. I think, honestly, a lot of us need to start there sometimes, especially if you're having trouble catching those rhythms. And for me, you also, and this is another side of this, but you also need to make a realistic plan that will fit within your current life season. For me right now, I got a lot of different things going on in my life, and there's a lot of different challenges happening. I used to, and I like shared about this, and it was an incredible season of my life, how much time I used to spend with the Lord. I used to wake up every single day at 5.30, and I'd go into my office, and I would just study the Word of God for like 40 minutes to an hour, almost every single day, and I loved it. It was incredible. Then a bunch of things started shifting in my life, and different, just a new season of my life started to happen, and... I needed to adapt, and I wasn't quite ready. And I needed to get help, and I did. And things have gotten better because I got help. And so now I'm refiguring this all out. I'm refiguring out, okay, so with the things that I know I have to do right now to maintain uh, all the things I care about, like my mental health, my physical health, and all these different things, what realistically can I include in my life, because there is always time if you make it. Whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes, you can find the time somewhere. And so I've come up with a plan that I'm going to do my best to stick with. To And every day looks a little different depending on the day. There's days where I have planned to spend 45 minutes with the Lord. And then the next day, I'm literally planning to spend five. Just because that's what I think I can realistically do right now with the time I have and the way I can live my life while maintaining my other important relationships and other things I know God has me doing. We need to come up with that plan. Becca, could you come to the piano for me? So maybe you're here tonight and you're thinking to yourself, I'm completely satisfied with the way I manage my life. 
I'm happy with all the time that I figured out how to spend with God, and I have a really great daily relationship with the Lord. Incredible. Fantastic. That's amazing. I'm so happy for you. I am so seriously, I am so, so ecstatic that you are at that place in your life. I was there too, not that long ago. It is possible, and it is obtainable. You can get to a place in your life where you're like, I am absolutely loving the amount of time and investment I have in my life with my relationship with the Lord and the different things that I'm trying to do in my life. Being satisfied with how you're managing your resources is possible. I don't think we'll ever be satisfied with how much of God we're getting, uh, which is great. (laughs) We want that. We want that hunger. We want that desire. But it is possible to be satisfied with how you manage your time. You can get there. I have been there before. And I know I will be there again soon if I work on it. If I stick to this plan that I've made, and I'll probably have to make adjustments to the plan as I start to walk it out and figure out where I need to make small adjustments here or there. But I'm pretty tired of just trying to wing it. (laughs) Because for the past several months and this (laughs) challenge I've been in, I've just been trying to wing it. I've just been trying to go, well, here's a new day. Hopefully I'll spend some time with the Lord. Here's a new day. I'll probably spend some time with God in the morning if I can get to it. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Winging it sucks. (laughs) Winging it doesn't work very well. It's so intermittent. It's not reliable. If you don't have a plan, it's just tough for a rhythm that you're in. If you've been doing things for a long time, that's amazing. So I don't know if you're like me tonight, and you're thinking... I need help. I need help. I need to make some changes. I need to make a plan. If I really want to have this thriving life that I'm actually happy about, I need to manage my resources better. I need God to help identify some of these weeds and thorns that I might not even know are there and help me figure out what they are so that I can better manage my life and make more time for the things that are actually going to help me on this quest, on this journey of life. If that's you, if that's you tonight and you just need, you need God. (laughs) You just need more of him. You need strategies. You need a plan. You just need help with managing life right now. I'm there. And if that's you, I just want to invite you to come to the altar tonight. I invite you to come and stand, lay, sit, kneel on this purple line up here spread out. And we're going to pray. And we're going to wait on the Lord. Because I believe he wants to give you strategies. I believe he wants to make you the best at this board game of life (laughs) that you possibly can be. He wants to help. He wants you to have an incredible life with him. It is possible. It is obtainable. You can be satisfied 
and happy with how thriving your life is. That is yours to have. God has plans for us to succeed. God has so many good things for you. The good book is full of them. Promises. Promises.